Okay, let's have a little fun with the week one lines here on the Lombardi line. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Of course, we're going to give you the week one lines. These are via BetMGM. Your lines are going to differ at every book. That's where you, that's why we always say have multiple outs. Shop for your best number. But we're going to use BetMGM for our numbers. Michael Lombardi has not looked. Is that is that fair to say? No I peaky. promise you, I haven't looked. I have not peaked. No peaky. That's my nickname for my. That's my grandkids call me peaky. But no peaky from peaky. None. I did not peak. Old peaky blinders over there. He's got the blinders yeah. on. Okay. So let's go ahead and get started. And you can walk us through your thought process when giving us these numbers. Uh, the Cowboys and Bucks. That's Week One. It kicks off the season on that Thursday. So the Cowboys, America's team, at the Bucks, the champs. Well, I mean, for me, this game it's going to be a slightly less than seven, and it's going to be significantly more than the three, right? So it's somewhere between three and a half and seven. I'm going to go six because I think that's the number. I think it'll get bet up to seven. I don't think the book's going to want to give you a touchdown here. I think the book's going to land it on six, six and a half, somewhere in there, so that they can't give you a touchdown. If they go lo- lower than six, then there's going to be too much action on the Bucks. You. Uh- 100% nailed it. Couldn't have been better with your analysis. It's six and a half at Ben MGM right here at the South Point. It's six. So between six and six and a half, Michael Lombardi, one for one. Good job. Is that a, and that's obviously a good number because that's what you just said to us, right? Right. I think that, you know, you have to remember the book setting the number to get two way action. The book wants to make all their money on the juice. You know, they want to make their money. They want to if it goes 50 50 and the juice comes out, that's perfect for them. They end up with a profit for they're just going to keep matriculating the ball. If they go too low with the number, they'll get too much on one side and it's hard to offset it. So they've got to lure you in. And what they really want you to do, and I think this is really important sitting at home and thinking about betting games, is they want you to see the game that you think is so obvious that you jump on it and that'll be the one you lose that'll be the one you lose so whatever you think of your first instinct on week one oh man i'm taking this team i'm taking this team there's no doubt i'm taking there's no way put that off to the side don't bet that game do not bet that game your first instinct will be wrong that's where they're luring you into a trap all right, six and a half, the Cowboys at the Bucks. Remember the key numbers, three, six, seven, and on and on. You can find those now. And vcin.com has more information on key numbers. Now, Eagles at the Falcons. That's a Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern time kickoff. The Eagles, Michael, are at the Falcons. Yeah, I would say this is going to be the Falcons by one and a half. That, that would be my guess. I think this is a pick 'em game. Home field goes. It's kind of be if the game was in Philly, I would say probably would be a pick 'em. I'm going to go Falcons one and a half. Okay, this one, the bookmakers are, res- are respecting the Falcons big time and disrespecting the Eagles. They've got this number set at three and a half with the Falcons laying yeah. it at home. Three and a half. That's a lot. I, I think it, well, it's the home field, right? It's yeah. the home field. They think their teams are even and it's the half point. I, I don't think the teams are even because when you've got. The experienced quarterback, when you've got Calvin Ridley, I don't even care if Julio doesn't play. Pitts will get involved. The offensive line's back. I mean, you got the Eagles have a lot of moving parts. So for me, that's why I went. That's why I went a little tighter there. That's something to consider. Okay, and also you can use these numbers as a better. Michael Lombardi's giving you a number, and there's a variance. That's when you know to jump in. Let's go Steelers. At the Bills, they kick off Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern time. The Steelers at the Bills. What do you got? Well, I think this is a little bit like the Cowboys and the Bucks, right? And so there's a perception about the there's a perception about the 
the Cowboys, there's a perception about the Steelers. But that perception doesn't carry into Vegas. So I think this is going to be somewhere between five and six. It's never going to get to seven. It, it, it'll never get to seven. You're never going to get the, the Steelers a seven point. So I'm going to say five and a half would be the number, maybe leaning towards six. Okay. Your lean is correct. They've got it at BetMGM right now. The Steelers at the Bills. The Bills lane six and a half. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's never going to go to seven. It's never going to go to seven. They're going to want to keep it under a touchdown. But, look, this is one of those, well, the Steelers are way better. I mean, you know, they're going to win. No, the Steelers had a bad offseason, and Ben's not ready to play. So I think that's why this number is is leaning towards that seven. I don't think it gets there. I really don't. Yeah, the Bills are laying six here at the South Point. Okay, just to give you an idea. The Jets at the Panthers, Michael. Well, using the logic from the, from the Falcons and the Eagles, let's say, you know, I think the Panthers are a little bit better at home field. I'll say four. I think it's, it's three points for home field and one point for the better team. I would say four. You nailed it exactly. The Panthers are laying four. Yeah, that, that, that's only because you told me about the other game. I'm just using that logic from the other game, from the Eagles, where I think this team, the Jets and the Panthers, they're not really equal. The Panthers are a little bit better, say a point. Then you add the home field in there. I thought it even could go to four and a half. No, this is good to hear work through. Uh, Okay, so the Jets at the Panthers. The Panthers lane four. That's a 1 p.m. kickoff. Another 1 p.m. Eastern time kickoff. The Vikings are at the Bengals. This is an interesting This is interesting, isn't it? Well, you know, I think you got to take into consideration that you don't have Joe Burrow. He could not be 100%. I'm going to say the Vikings by four here on the – now, let's say the Vikings, I say three and a half. How's that? Okay, very close. The Vikings are laying three at the Bengals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the, you know, it's it would it. So this would be a six-point game if it was in if it was in Minnesota. I think the uncertainty of of the – Joe Burrow's injury, I think that would be concerning. So I think that's why this number is. This is going to be one of those where teams are going to be very tempted to take the Vikings, an established offense, against a team like the Bengals, even though Jamar Chase could be really good. Uncertainty in the offensive line and a lot of uncertainty with where Joe Burrow is early in the season. Okay, the next one up on the board, the Lions are hosting the 49ers. So the 49ers Uh, at the Lions. The 49ers at the Lions. Oh, this is going to be eight. This is going to be eight. I think this is going to be one of those. I don't think they respect the Lions and look at their over-under total. I think, what is it, six and a half? Uh, And so I think it's going to be at least eight. I think the 49ers, as they are a complete team, starting the season with no injuries, with Garoppolo under center and that defense back, I think they're probably eight points better. Seven and a half. So you're close. And again, that's a lot. Uh, You're a home team on the road. That's a lot of points. You know, a lot of people go, you know, Josh, I could, this is a Josh Applebaum special. If oh, you've he's ever all, seen oh, one. He, oh, he's Honolulu all over the Lions. He's probably oh, wearing he's Honolulu all blue and silver right now thinking about it. Oh, there's no doubt. Uh, there's no doubt. Okay. He's all over there. Just mark that one down. Josh Applebaum will be on the Lions. Well, There'll I, be steam on the Lions. This line will come back to seven. You mark, watch it down. Applebottom will join us in a bit. We'll ask him about that game. Let's go Jaguars at the Texans, Michael. Jags at the Texans. Uh, 
This is How, you can't make you can't make a rookie quarterback uh, the favorite, can you? You can't. There's such. There's no one knows who's playing quarterback for Houston. I'll say Jacksonville by a point. I think it's. I think this is probably one of those you just don't know. I say Jacksonville is a favorite by a point because how can you make a rookie quarterback the favorite? But you don't know who's playing quarterback for the Texans. Your thought process is right. They've actually got the Jags laying two and a half. There's just so oh much uncertainty around the Texans right now. They're being disrespected. The Jags laying two and a half at the Texans. Uncertainty about the Texans. I mean, how about the Jaguars? Who We don't even know. Like, J- Joe Cullen's never called defensive signals before in his life as the defensive coordinator. You know, is right. Charlie Strong calling them? I mean, Urban Meyer's never coached in the NFL in his life. We don't yeah. know what he's – I mean – I mean, there's so many uncertainties on this whole team. Who's, you know, Bevel's going to run the offense. How's it all going to go? I mean, you talk about uncertainties. I mean, you know, this will be a one. I, I, again, this will be a hazmat suit. Josh Applebaum will be on the Jag. Uh, he'll be on the Texans. Okay, I'll ask he'll him. be on the Texans. I'll ask him about that. He'll one be on. Too. He'll put his hazmat suit. He'll take it on. There'll be steam coming in on him. Trust me. Next one up, the Seahawks are traveling to Indianapolis, Michael, to take on the Colts. Um. It's going to be less than three. I would say two because it's not going to be a field. They don't want to give you. They don't want to give Russ the field goal on the road. I would say it's two. Okay, your thought process is right. The Colts are laying two and a half, so it didn't get to that three. Yeah, I mean that just makes sense, right? You know, probably two even teams. If it was playing out in Seattle, it would be flipped the other way. You never. You don't want to give Russell three points on the road. You never want to do that, right? You got to be under the three number. I was thinking more two. Hundred percent. Let's go Cardinals, the Redbirds at the Titans. This is interesting. Let's go Cardinals at the Titans. That's a 1 p.m. Eastern kickoff on week one. I don't like the Titans at all. I don't like their team. I don't like their offseason. The, the, the continuity and coaching staff is going to be a little bit different. Where are they on defense? They don't match up to the Cardinals very well in their spread set with the quarterback. They don't rush the passer. Bud Dupree, you know, can Bud Dupree do this? I think this is a pick em game. I'll go Titans by a point, and I would t- I'd lean towards Arizona. Okay, well, then you're really going to love Arizona because the Titans are laying two and a half as we sit here today. I could see that. To me, it's not a good matchup. If you're if you're sitting there telling me you have no pass rush and you don't cover well with Janaris Jenkins and you know in the secondary, who's covering in the back end? Like where are we getting? You know Farley, who we're not sure is going to be able to play. Who's going to cover the spread attack for the Cardinals? You know, heat and humidity does favor Tennessee in Nashville at that time of the year. Maybe they melt. Maybe that's I should have factored that in a little bit. Uh, that's a, that's a matchup that Tennessee's going to have to come out of the box strong, and and Bud Dupree's going to have to rush well. I know for a fact it's not going to be a Dory Jackson or Malcolm Butler. Because no, <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, or Logan Ryan, or Log. Pardon me, Logan Ryan as well is a better one. Uh, the okay, so that's Cardinals, Titans, Titans lane two and a half. Next one up, the Chargers are at the Washington Football Team. Oh boy, yes. Oh, boy. Just the Chargers at Washington. Washington's over and under is at eight, which leads me to think Vegas doesn't like Washington very much in terms of their overall. I would say Washington probably uh, would be favored. No, I'll go pick them here. I think they want to make the Chargers favorite. I'll go pick them on this one. (laughs) You just nailed it. They want to make it's 
the Chargers laying one. They 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 wanted to, but they barely did. The Chargers laying a point at one. It should be it should be a pick 'em. I mean, the Chargers are not. I mean, I know Anthony Lynn's not there anymore, and I know, but the new defensive coordinator to take over. It's Vic Fangio's. You know, the defense. They have a talented team. Don't get me wrong, and I think they could be really good. You know, but are they going to be able this offensive line? Can they block this really good front? This front's going to be fresh. Remember what they did to Philly in the first game. I mean, Carson Wentz went right into the toilet in this game when they played back in Washington at one o'clock with the heat and humidity on on the September the the tenth or eleventh, whatever that game was last year. You know, now this is going to be in the twelfth of September, so it's going to be even a little bit more warmer. So I think uh, this is interesting. I I would have thought it'd be Pickham just because I thought they get too much action on Washington. All right, next one up. The Browns are at the Chiefs. We're into the later window. This is 425 Eastern kickoff with the Browns at the Chiefs. Much like the first couple games we talked about, this will not be, it will not get to seven. Let's say it starts at six and a half. It'll be more than a field goal. I'll go four points. I think it'll go four. It leans more towards the three than it does to the six and a half. I'll go four. Okay. The Chiefs are actually laying that key number of six here hosting the Browns. So it's Chiefs laying six. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I think I think here's why that number's higher than mine. Andy Reid, opening day, right? Yeah. Andy Reid's team's fresh, healthy. That offensive line is really good. And there'll be a lot of vengeance. And there'll be a lot of, you know, are the Browns really better on defense? The question marks. That's a lot of points that a team that played you really well last year to lay on the road. I would lean towards the Chiefs, you know, instinctively. If it was at four, I'd be all over the Chiefs. I probably set the number right. This is probably now it takes me away from betting the Chiefs automatically. Okay. That's God, good. they're good. They're so smart. The, you know, they're so good on how they set those they really numbers. Are. It's it's and this this information from Michael here, this insight's good. Let's go Dolphins at the Patriots. That's week one, four twenty five Eastern. Patriots oh. hosting the Dolphins. Well, last year they went up there and, and, you know, the Patriots were supposed to get killed and they came back and won. Let's see. I think if this game was in Miami, Miami would be favored by three, two and a half. I would say New England's favored by two, two and a half at the most. At the, uh, just because I think it's a pick em game and I think it's home field. Nailed it. Patriots are laying two. Yeah, I think they just want to make it a pick em here. I would have and said I think three. the home field. Wow, good, good I think job. The, I, I, I think the home field leans it that way. I, I don't think – look, one thing we know, the Vegas don't want to give out threes and sevens. We know this. Yeah. No, that was a good, good – They don't want to give idea. out threes and sevens. And, they, you know, like in Detroit, they want, to, they want you to play something more than seven and a half. You know, I think, I think that's – there's a mindset here. No pressure at all, Tua. No pressure at all. No. Got to walk on the road. I mean, look, you know, we know Will Fuller's not going to play for him. He's out with the first, what, six games for steroids. So, you know, they're going to miss one of their receivers. They'll still have good receivers, but it'll be interesting to see how this all comes together. There's a lot of transition in Miami. All those players they signed a year ago are not coming back on the same deal. The Packers at the Saints is off the board right now. We don't know. Well, it has to be. It has to be off the board, right? It has to be. I mean, I, I think Vinny's right. There's no way you'd be betting blindly in this game. I mean, everybody would be on the Saints, assuming that they think Rodgers. Because, look, let's, let's play it this way. Let's do it two ways. With Rodgers, what's the line? With Rodgers at the Saints? That's Jameis. Yeah. And, you go ahead and tell me. I would say the Packers favored by two and a half. I would say that sounds about, yep. I don't think it gets the three, but they're going to be one to two and a half point favorite. I agree. All right. If, if it's without him, the saints are favored by four, a hundred, you get beyond the three hundred percent. Right. Yeah. 
And you just heard Vinny. He's been upward. He's been worth upwards of nine points. Six points. Is, yeah, exactly. Six to nine points, which is an insane number. Right. Maybe the don't. Saints would be favored by six and a half. It won't go it to won't seven. Go, no, no, you're, no. I think your original, I think four is right. Four and a half, somewhere in there. But if he's not there, and, we, and just hypothetically, if he's not there and we've seen Jordan Love play in the preseason, <laughs> That's true. it might get over seven. That's true. That 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 is fascinating. All right. You've been pretty much on point. We've got, let's see, one, two, three to go. When we come back, we'll get to those. We'll start with the Broncos at the Giants. So get your thinking hat on. The Broncos at the Giants. And then we're going to be joined by Josh Applebaum, a little market report as we continue. It's a Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. This weekend, of course, first bet is the perfect place to start your betting action. Sign up now and you'll get analysis and wagering on every race. AI, assisted picks, secure payments, attentive customer service, and to celebrate the Preakness stakes, first bet is giving you a $20 in free bets for new users who sign up now through May 15th. Okay, so you get a couple of days using the promo code Vegas20. Also, everyone who redeems this $20 free bet offer will receive full access to a VSIN subscription for free from now through the Belmont Stakes. That's a great deal. Go to vsin.com slash horses for details. That's V-I-S-S, excuse me, V-S-I-N.com slash horses. And the promo code is Vegas20. Okay, we welcome you back. We're having fun with this. Michael's killing it as far as picking out those week one lines. And we are on to, we're using BetMGM's numbers here on the Lombardi line. And we are on to the Broncos are at the Giants. Broncos Giants. I mean, you know, this is another tough one here because you don't know who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Broncos. Was it Drew Locke? Is it Teddy Bridgewater? I think that I think the Broncos, it's Broncos at Giants, correct? Yes. I think the Broncos are the better team. They're eight and a half on the bet on the on the win on the win totals. And the Giants are at seven. I, I'm going to go Broncos by a point here. That's just because I think they're the better team. I think they're the better team no matter who plays quarterback. And I'm not sure Vegas is buying that Daniel Jones is a leg- leg- legitimate starter like John Mara and all the people at the Giants organization are. So what was your number? I'm sorry. Well, I, I'm yep, going to have the Broncos it. by one. You nailed it. It's Broncos laying a point. Good job. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, it would be four, it would be three and a half. It would probably be three in in Denver. Because they probably don't want to give you that half point. But, you know, you're a home dog to Denver with Teddy Bridgewater, a quarterback, Pat Shermer's returning. You know, that doesn't really sell, spell an awful lot on, on respect for Daniel Jones. Nailed it. Let's go Bears at the Rams. Chicago Bears at the Rams at Sunday night to open up the year. 
Well, I mean, this is a little bit of a two-way street here, too. Is it Andy Dalton the starter? Let's go with Andy Dalton as the starter. I would say this is going to be somewhere just a tad under seven because Andy Dalton will be the starter on the road. I would say this is the the Rams by six and a half if Dalton's the starter. If Fields is the starter, I think it goes over seven. Well, you nailed it with the first number. It is the Rams lane seven hosting the Bears. I mean, the Bears are not good. The Bears' win total was seven. I think the other thing you have to do as betters here, this is really important, is make sure you look at these lines and look at the win totals because they go hand in hand. The win totals in these go hand in hand. You know, you're not going to get you're not going to get a bumped up line when the win total for like Chicago is at seven. You know, you're not going to get a good line. They don't think Chicago is very good. Those win totals tell you everything you need to know. Hundred percent. Next one and the last one. Monday Night Football. The Ravens are the here Raiders. in Las oh, Vegas. The, the Ravens oh. are at the Ravens. Oh. oh. Oh, they were playing Lamar Jackson. Do we have anybody who could run with them? I don't think we do. Uh, I'm going to go. I'll go Ravens two and a half. I, I think that the Ravens will be favored. I don't know if they'll give you over the field goal. But I, again, again, I say this before giving me the answer, Patrick. I don't think that Vegas is really intrigued by this Raider team. And so I think it might get higher than two and a half only because their win totals at seven. Now, Vinny's going to have it at eight, eight and a half because Vinny thinks that's a low number. We heard that. He didn't announce it, but we know that. So I think that those two go hand in hand. I'm going to go two and a half, but I suspect it's going to be higher. Your, sus- your suspect, how do I say that? Your suspicion? Suspicions. Your suspicion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the worst thing I've ever said. Uh, you're suspicious. Well, you ain't Elvis. I can tell you that. Suspicious minds over here. You're not Elvis over here. I thought I could be a broadcaster. Uh, it's, uh, it's Ravens Lane four and a half. Your suspicions were right. Wow. Four and a half. Was I off on that? I'm off two points on that, Patrick. Wow. Wow. Well, that's a lot. I, I, I would lean towards state. I mean, that would be one of the leans I would have towards the Raiders. You know, because here's the other thing about the Ravens is you don't want to get a – you get a point and a half off of off a of Tucker. I mean, they have the greatest field goal kicker in the world. You get that You get that point off of him? Jeez. I mean, you know, I mean, the Raiders played a lot of teams well out there. Can they handle this? RPOs? This, to me, is a slap, the Raiders. This is a slap. MGM does not like the Raiders. You they got don't your think old school good. Raiders hat on, huh? You're going to be, so that means bet the Raiders. You had a two, two what, a two-point differential there. Yeah, I mean, I think it should be a little, especially opening day. You know, I mean, look, the question marks about their offensive line have to have to concern you. Where they go with that, I think. But we know they'll be pretty good on offense. How good are the Ravens on defense? You know, that's the question we have to ask ourselves. I'm sure Mr. Applebaum will have a lot of hazmat suits for us. Well, we'll get on Apple. My suspicion is we'll have Applebaum next. We'll find out here on the Lombardi Line. It's Vsin, the Sports Betting Network.
The Preakness is Saturday evening. Say today, uh, excuse me, and the VSIN horse racing experts are analyzing the horses. Uh, I'll say today, tomorrow. The jockeys, track conditions, whether you play the horses every week or search the terms exacta and trifecta once a year. Our team is here, and it's a great team. We've got everything covered for the Preakness Stakes. You got, of course, Dave Tooley, Ron Flatter with the Racing Pod, Jeff Siegel, Millie Ball, Jeremy Plonk. It's all at vcin.com slash horses. Okay, Market Insights is there as well. That's the podcast, vcin.com slash podcast. Josh Applebaum is the host. So, Josh, as we welcome you in, Michael Lombardi here on the Lombardi line. Uh, Michael just went through and guessed all the lines for week one and actually was very close on pretty much every single one. But he, we had a little fun with two lines in particular that we wanted to ask you about with the hazmat. <laughs> when he said the 49ers are at the Lions and the 49ers are laying seven and a half, immediately Michael Lombardi said Josh Applebaum is going to be wearing the Honolulu blue and silver. Is that true? Oh, that is so true, guys. It's great to be with you, Michael Patrick. And uh, yeah, I think, you know, a couple of things to keep an eye out for. Number one, my big thing is I'm not going to bet any of these games right now. Um, it's way too early. There could be injuries. There could be trades. There could be retirements. There's just so much uncertainty here. And I think you're kind of taking too much of a chance by betting a game too early. And maybe maybe get lucky the line really goes your way. Maybe it doesn't. But just a couple of trends that I would look toward. Uh, number one, and Michael, you know, Patrick, we've been doing this for a couple of years now. What will this be, our third NFL season together? We love yeah. those dogs early in the week, guys. And, Michael, you know this. Week one, uh, dogs in general in the NFL, if you look the past decade or so, uh, they're – uh, 92 and 79 ATS. That's 54%. Nothing crazy there, but again, anything 52.3% or higher, you're making money here. So I think that has to do with, you know, kind of just everyone's on an even footing here. You're, you're healthy. You're optimistic. These week one dogs that look disgusting tend to do pretty good historically. Also divisional dogs, that divisional angle with that familiarity and early in the season, last decade, divisional dogs week one are 43 and 20 ATS. That's 68.3%. But here's the key with your Lions play here, Patrick. And I know as a native son of Detroit you're, you're maybe looking to get the points here uh, but big dogs in week one a big dog considered getting six and a half or more in week one last decade they're 28 and 18 ATS 61 percent so to me guys this is the play where I'm gonna see if I can get an inflated number like right now it's seven and a half what if over the summer you get pounded by how good Trey Lance looks or how good Jimmy G looks or how terrible the Lions are that's another thing capitalize on over the summer you know kind of the public narratives here so what I'm thinking is I'm gonna sit back here what if we can get the Lions plus eight, plus eight and a half by the time September rolls around? But, Michael, what do you think? I know you do like those dogs early, uh, but just your take on you know what jumped out to you for this game. You know, this game to me was the the actual disrespect that the Lions got. I mean, they do have Jared Goff at quarterback. It isn't like they're they're starting a rookie quarterback. I mean, the guy actually has played, and he's played against the 49ers, and he's played against that scheme, so he knows it as well as anything. Anthony Lynn, when he was a head coach, who's the offensive coordinator, he practiced against the scheme every single day. I mean you got to think from an advantage standpoint. Lynn would know how to attack the scheme. Lynn would understand what's going on with the scheme, the adjustments. Remember, the key to offensive football is how to attack the adjustments to the adjustments, right? Hey, they do this. If we do that, this is what we need to do. It's that thinking. It's that double-edged thinking. It's what we call second-order thinking. That's how you really become a good offensive coach. They're going to run the ball. They'll shorten the game. 
I don't think the Lions are as bad as we suspect. I don't think they're a good team. Don't get me wrong. They're slow on defense. But there's some question marks about this 49er team that is yet to be proven and yet to be revealed. You know, their true enemy, as they say in Godfather 3, has yet to reveal himself. So we don't know. And I think there's a lot of that right there. And I think this Lions, I was thinking it was going to be under the 7 number, really. I, I was surprised by this one. Okay, there's one more that we that we pointed out that Michael pointed out. Got to ask Applebaum about the Jags are at the Texans and the Jags are laying two and a half on the road at the Texans. And we know for a fact, you are a big Texans guy in this game. Oh yeah. We're flying down to Houston here guys. But I think, so the funny thing is there are only a couple games where right when the schedule got released that immediately got moved. This is one of them. You did take in immediately. And this is probably, you know, uh, guys in Des Moines in their basement or, you know, sharp betters with, with uh, kind of their early power ratings here. They hit Jacksonville immediately. Cause a lot of these books open uh, Jags is a one and a half point favorite immediately within, I would say, I don't know, 10 hours when, you know, the first day here, Jags automatically got up to minus two and a half. So my thinking here, another inflated line opportunity and also you know kind of buy on the bad news of the Texans this is a team in disarray we don't know if it's probably not gonna be Watson Michael it's probably gonna be Tyrod Taylor you know they drafted Davis Mills as well but my whole thing is let's sit back and let's see if we can get a key number of plus three with the Texans that's the other thing when you look at these numbers here my thing is like you know get a notebook write down all these lines now then let's look over the next month two months three months let's see how they develop but if it open one and a half books are automatically telling you even with Tyrod Taylor most likely it's going to be a close game. You get a lot of that, you know, um, for the next four months, you know, uh, Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer and the, maybe the Tebow buzz. You know, I, I guarantee you this is going to be a huge public Jags play. And to me, if you can get a key number, Texans plus three at home and uh, in these divisional dog type opportunities, guys, remember 68% week one. Uh, but, Michael, what do you think? Am I crazy here? Or would you, if it, if it was at three, would you be intrigued by Texans at home plus three? I mean, I get a field goal at home. I think opening day games are so hard to predict. Special teams. I mean, Urban Meyer is a new coach, you know. You know, Urban Meyer is a new coach, and he's got a lot of things he's got to work out, and he's only got three preseason games to do it, and one of those preseason games, they won't play anybody. Week four is now week three. Week three is now week two. So there's a lot of growing pains. And, you know, look, he's going to play against – I think the one thing is if you want to bet Jacksonville – Trevor Lawrence is going to go against a scheme by Lovey Smith that's going to be very, very easy for him to figure out what he's doing. It's going to be a Tampa 2 scheme. It's going to be simple fronts. He's going to understand they're not going to have the speed to execute that scheme in a precise manner. So I don't think the game's going to move too fast for Trevor Lawrence. So I do like that element. But how good is Jacksonville? We don't know. I, to me, I would lean towards the upset here. But once again, I think your advice to start this segment was so true, Josh. Let's wait and see. Let's see how bad Hugh Houston really is. And we'll learn that in the preseason. Forget the scores, right? We'll learn that in the preseason. And I realize I didn't ask you about Tim Tebow, but I just saw on your podcast, GM Shuffle, you, did you drop an F-bomb when referencing Oh, I'm Tim so – I've had enough of this Tim Tebow stuff. I just lost my mind. I mean, enough is enough, okay? He's 33 years old. Don't get me started, Patrick. I mean, like, it's self-indulgent. Like, seriously, why is Tim Tebow coming back? Like, let's play this thing through. Like, why is he coming back to football? Like, seriously, he's 33. What is he going to enhance your team with? Like, what does he got? Oh, he works hard? Everybody works hard. Oh, he'll know the playbook? Everybody knows the play. Like, what does he bring? 
What is he going to bring to the team? He's 33. Where are we going with this? It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Like, why does he deserve all these chances? I thought it was so good. Sports 70, the guy who does Sports 70 on Twitter, said if this guy played the oboe, he'd be, he'd be, somebody would give him a tryout for the symphony. It's unbelievable. Like, how does he come back? Like, why does he deserve this opportunity? Like, it's, he's 33 years old. Let's say it works out. You got one year with him, two years with him. Oh, he's Tim Tebow. Like, at some point, Tim Tebow can't play. Glad I didn't get you started. We come back. It's the Lombardi life. <laughs> Sorry about that, JJ. That's your fault, Pat. <laughs> Basketball playoffs risk-free, up to $600 at BetMGM as the king of sportsbooks. All you got to do is use the bonus code VSIN600. It's a new customer offer. Paid for in free bets. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-2707-117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, call or text Redline 800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Again, we always encourage you, if you missed any of the show, you can find it on the podcast, vcin.com slash podcast. Look for the Lombardi line. Look for Market Insights. And if you want to hear the F-bomb from Michael, go to GM Shuffle, which is the podcast. Been talking... <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, let's be like, like enough already. Okay. Like, you know, he wouldn't convert. They wanted to do it when he was in New England. Everybody in the leagues wanted to try to make him a tight end. Now I want to go play baseball because I'm a great baseball player. Okay, great. Somebody gives you a tryout with the Mets. He had like, what, at what point, at what point do you realize that, that, you know, it wasn't going to work? Like you're taking spots. You know, it's funny. I said this on the podcast, you know, when the, Tony would always, Tony Soprano, when he would always meet with his attorney, his attorney would always say, Tony, the FBI is a business. They, they, they want to make, they're only going to invest to make money. They want to get something back. Well, Major League Baseball is a business. They did, the Mets were crazy to do it, but they did. Well, Jacksonville, what do they do? It's a business. Where are we going with this? Like, why would we even think about it? You know, why would we even think about this? It makes no sense. What would have, there's an old saying in, in business, what would have to be true for this to work out? What would have to be true for this to work out? Well, what would have to be true is he got younger. You know, he adapted quickly like Todd Christensen did when he went from running back to there. And then we would get 10 years out of it. None of this is true. So why would we do it? I'm done. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm done. I can... <laughs> I'm enjoying it. I'm done. Okay. I'm done. I'm done. I think it's ridiculous. And, of course, the worldwide leader, if, he, if, <laughs> if the worldwide leader knows he's going to be playing down there, and Jack, the worldwide leader will have enough trucks down there. They'll have to build a whole new satellite system just to go down there so they can cover this story that they've invented for three years. And they just keep inventing it over and over. The worldwide leader, oh, we're here at Tim, Tim Tebow's practice here in Jacksonville. He just dropped his first pass. Like, seriously, no one cares. Stop. I'm done now, Patrick. Like a shirt, like a shirtless beacon of light, he's come down from the heavens to bless us. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Let's let's talk about some, let's talk about the Tampa Bay Bucks. But do you think total, schematically Tebow fits into the jet? No, I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> he don't 
fit into anything. He fits into sitting in the broadcast booth. Just just take your just take it. Just take it. You know, they used to say all the time, Michael the biggest thing Michael Jordan had to deal with with what there was one person in Michael Jordan's life that called him Mike. That was his dad. Everybody else called him Mike. Michael Jordan was the persona. Mike Jordan was the kid who grew up in Wilmington. You know, and it's hard to balance those two things. Like, but he's Michael Jordan. I mean, this is a, an international rock star. This is Tim Tebow. He's an ESPN worldwide leader creation. So are you saying a good are you saying a good comparison is Michael Jordan and Tim Tebow? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm talking about the creation of the mask. I'm talking about the mask. As John Updike once said, the mask will eat you. And it's eating Tebow. It's time to end it. Anything else you'd like to talk about, Patrick? I'm feel for free. Let's talk about the Bucks. <laughs> JJ, stop laughing. No, I'm good. The Bucks. So, Josh, Josh, you, I'm sure you enjoyed that as well. Uh, Josh likes over 11 and a half. Let's go ahead and throw the Bucks schedule up here. And uh, Josh wants to go through the comb through the schedule with you, Michael. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah. So, kind of what? what I want to do. Let's have a little fun, Michael. So, what I want to do is go through this schedule. Oh, we weren't we weren't having fun before. That wasn't fun before. <laughs> that I guess. Huh? Fun. No, that, that was great. It wasn't, wasn't fun for Tebow, though. But uh, no, I'm with you guys. So, uh, number one, Bucks over from schedule day jumped out to me. Number one, 11 and a half win total. The overs juiced up minus 120. Liability to the over. Maybe you're banking on Brady being even better in year two. They're returning all 22 Super Bowl starters. Fourth easiest schedule in the NFL based on records from last year. And also, they're going up against the NFC. South and the NFC East, two two of you would argue to say one of the uh, two of the worst divisions in the NFL. So, Michael, I got my pen and paper here. Let's just go through each game and you tell me knee jerk win or loss. So uh, we got the first one week one versus the Cowboys. I would give it a win. I, I think that's the, the the key. I think you operate this backwards. What game could they potentially lose? I think that's the way you have to handle this. Right, Josh? What game could they potentially lose? I think potentially they couldn't lose to the Cowboys. I think they'll be coming out. It'll be too much. It'll be too easy for him to know Dan Quinn's. So I'm saying they can win that one. All right, Falcons week two. I, let, or which way do you want to go, Michael? What ones jump out? Let's do it this way. Which ones could you see a potential loss? Week three at Rams. Could that be a tough game? That's a potential loss. I think there's no doubt that's a potential loss at the Rams. I think the Patriot game is a potential loss in week four because of the implications. Then I think the next potential loss game is at the Colts in week 12. That's another potential Ooh, loss. Oh, you skipped over the Patriots. I didn't. I said the Patriots are a potential loss. You're not oh, listening. Yeah. You know, no, Paul, I'm just thinking about the Tebow rant. I'm still laughing. I, I kind of thought you were. You were. You were. You were serendipitously thinking about that. You were over there. You know. You know. Your suspicious mind. I know how you think. Okay. Suspicious. Suspicious. Whatever. Uh, Colts in week 12. I think the Bills in week 14. You know, I think at the same. I think you figure a split with the Saints in one of those games, right? You're just thinking that, right? And where else? I mean, how many? I just named three. That was it. So I mean, I'm with you, Josh. Those, I think the over. Yeah. I'm, I mean, it's, it's where is five losses on there? So say they lose once to the Saints, they lose to the Rams, they lose to the Patriots, they lose to the Colts, they lose to the Bills. Okay, that that and that that all has to go in order. I don't think they they'll all beat them. I mean, those are the potential losses. That's how I think you have to look at it. Those are the potential losses. 
I'm with you, Michael. And right there with those potential losses, let's just say they lose all those. That's 12 and five. That cashes your over 11 and a half. And with right. those listed, you know, what if they split a couple of those? What do they take a couple of those? To me, this is a win total that jumped out to me. And again, you know, everything comes up great for Tom Brady, you know, with the schedule, the fourth easiest. Michael, I'll throw this one at you. There was a leaked number on uh, probably what will be the hottest ticket in the history of sports, definitely in New England. Brady coming back to New England in week four there on a Sunday night football. The early line is Buccaneers minus three and a half on the road at New England. Any early thoughts on that one? Well, I would think that line would be, you know, depending on how the Bucks play, depending on how the Patriots passing game goes and what they're doing. But just knowing that game, I, I would lean, I would suspect it would be the Bucks by a point or two. I think anything over three, people will jump on the Patriots. What, what is, did you say the number did leak, Josh? Yeah, a couple books had minus three and a half. So I think, you know, my, my beauty, my, you know, perfect uh, spot there would be big public betting on the Bucks with Brady returning three and a half. Maybe you get a four or maybe it's like what we saw the Bucks in the Super Bowl where, again, as a, on the on the flip side, as a dog line kept going to them. What if that's three and a half with the hook now? We start to see it inch down to three, two and a half, that sort of thing. But I'm with you, Michael. That's going to be a primetime game, primetime dog opportunity. Uh, so, again, the fact that you're already three and a half, where does it move next? But I think the Patriots would be right off the bat. And one of the most heavily bet games you're ever going to see a contrarian opportunity with a dog at home. All right. Now I want to get to this one because Michael teased it a little bit earlier and that's the 76ers in the heat tonight. Oh yeah. This will be, I want to hear you to go back and forth here and 76ers at Miami. I know know he's (laughs) all over the heat. He's all over the heat here. This line moved from one to two. I mean, we don't know if Embiid's got an illness. We don't know what it is, coughing. You know, take two Advils. We'll see you in the morning. Uh, I don't know what it is, but the Sixers know they all they have to do is beat Orlando twice at home, and I think they clinch home home court. Or if they, you know, this one, I, I think the Heat will come out just loaded up. This will be a playoff game for the Heat, and I think the 76ers will be like Ramona Duran. No mas, no mas, no mas. We retreat, we retreat, we retreat. That's it. I would say only bet as much as you're willing to win on the Heat tonight. Michael, I'm with you, and I wanted to ask you because I like the Heat, but I need my my 76ers whisperer here because you always got the intel with the Sixers. But I'm with you. You know, of course, we got to play this game in the NBA. It's just constant now. Embiid is questionable. Jimmy Butler is questionable. Whether these guys are both in, both out, one or the other, that could affect the number. But it looks like even with these guys questionable, as you mentioned, Michael, line is moving to Miami. Uh, this is a big spot for them. They're really battling here. You know, uh, they're, be- they're they have the five seed, but they're tied right now with the Knicks. They're only a half game behind Atlanta to try to go to a four seed. Obviously the Sixers are loaded here at the number one spot, but uh, the fact that this thing opened around minus one, it's about now heat up to minus two or some two and a half out there. As long as we get, you know, maybe Embiid out and Jimmy Butler in or both are out, that sort of thing. To me, this would match a, a money line play on the heat. If you want to take them around minus 125. Also, it's hard to cap motivation late in the season. You have teams that are that are fighting for a spot, fighting against the play-in type tournament, teams that are just ready for the playoffs here. But this would match a short favorite with a line move in their favor. You're three or less. You see the line go in your favor. That's 58% ATS this year. So, again, monitor that injury report but right now the sharps don't seem to worry too much they're hitting the heat in this one yeah no doubt i mean look the sharps watched this the, the, the last few minutes of the end they've had a pacer game i mean they couldn't score i mean when the pay at the end of that game you know it's 92 92 they couldn't score next thing you know they lose 104 to 90 102 to 94 they couldn't the 76ers couldn't score they'd turn the ball over they couldn't get into a rhythm when tobias harris starts dribbling the ball around i'm like okay next please <laughs> when he starts trying to create his own shot like i don't mind him coming off screens but like look look like we're not clearing the court for you to go one-on-one can we just <laughs> run it off Offense, please. But that's what happened. 
That's he's, what happened. He's in prime. He, that's that's playoff Michael because he's in prime. He's now he's gearing up for the postseason run with the 76ers. Well, that, look, I, I I promise you, the Heat think the Heat really believe if they get into that seeding bracket that we were talking about, if they're there, they'll think that they'll keep they'll get to the Eastern Finals because they think they can beat Philly. They think they'll out tough Philly. I think there's no doubt they think they can out tough Philly. And tonight will be a perfect example of it. They'll go in there as a playoff atmosphere, and Philly will be like, no mas, no mas. We're gonna we're just go home and beat Orlando twice and watch him lose one of those two games. Okay. I, I would just add Tebow Please isn't, add. he is in great shape. Tebow's in great shape. <laughs> I think it's great. I think he should sign with the lions. I think it's perfect. I mean, look, you want to lose a locker room quick. If you're urban Meyer, sign that guy, sign that guy. Go ahead. Herb. Go ahead. Sign. <laughs> he him. does. He sign looks him. 18. Urban Meyer said he looks 18, not 33. Oh yeah. 33 is the new. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> Kaepernick can't get a job, but we're going to get Tim Tebow one. Seriously, really? Come on. <laughs> you just, we're going to have to be here for now 10 more hours to discuss what oh, you just come said. come on. It's Thank ridiculous. You. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Michael, have, have a good Thursday. <laughs> thank you. I'm, look at your phone. That's Tebow texting. What's up, buddy? Uh, Josh, <laughs> thank you. He ain't got my number. Thanks, guys. See you tomorrow here on the Lombardi Line. The Nuts is next. Shout out to Tim Tebow.